on Thursday and Friday, every time Linda and Mick talked about ringing the old bill, which I now understand is the police, I would hear it as the old Beale, and I thought that Ian was coming back. <laughs> and they referred to him as the old, the old, the old Beale. Beale. First of all, I thought it was Kathy, and I was like, ooh, a bit rude. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another episode of Bill With It, an EastEnders weekly roundup podcast presented by me, Abner, and the very beautiful Aww, Amelia. That's so nice. No one's going to see me, but that's fine. It's nice that you think that. They can picture you. Hmm. Please picture Whitney cross dot. <laughs> I think every week we'll just give one descriptive word about you. And then people will put, like, a picture of you together. Um, I don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> I actually would just prefer to talk about EastEnders, not some sort of Cluedo game of <laughs> trying to work out what I look like. Right, so EastEnders this week, where do you want to start? Well, I mean, we should start at the beginning. I think this is not the most pressing thing we should talk about, but at the same time, it's it's a nice... It's the way we were introduced back into Warford on Monday, with a chess metaphor. <laughs> Yep, chess is back, people. And then quickly forgotten. Quickly forgotten. But it's nice that they kind of brought us over with something that we remembered. It's like when you teach a child something and you access that memory. So you remind them what we were thinking about. So just in case we sat down to watch EastEnders and we're like, what's EastEnders about again? And then Bertie starts talking about chess and we're like, all right, it's the chess show. So it started with a group of kids that obviously can't afford a chessboard properly. This they have bought like a chessboard with missing pieces. Go to a charity shop, pick one up for a pound. What's going on? For a second, I thought I didn't see the troll, and I did think it was some sort of hipster chessboard. And I actually thought, oh, how much is this? Maybe I want to get one. And then, is it Keegan used the troll doll? And I was like, oh, I made an error. None of them at school again because no one has to go to school. Certainly, GCSEs aren't coming up anytime soon. When was the last good GCSE storyline we had? <laughs> Um, we need one. Has anyone actually got a GCSE in Wolford? Anyway, back to it. So Bernie is giving us all a lovely metaphor about how pawns are the metaphor for Danny, who goes out and easily forgotten. People don't think much of him, and yet he can do some real damage. The Queen is Mel. She just came back a month ago, and she's the most powerful piece on the chessboard. I don't understand. Like, give that position to someone who's been around the block. What's wrong with Sharon? She's pretty powerful. She's the owner of the club. Mel's merely the manager. She's just allowed to do anything she wants. She's <laughs> renaming the club. Well, no, she's not. Hunter is, but we'll go on to that later. <laughs> I have things to say about Hunter. Do you think Bernie was specifically thinking about Mick and Mel when she was giving this monologue? <laughs> do you think she was thinking about herself? <laughs> and then the gods of EastEnders, a.k.a. Dot, went, Bernie, this is a bit flattering for yourself. <laughs> Let's move to some other characters in some slow pan shots. Do you think someone just finished university and they've hired a new cameraman and they've got big dreams and they're like, oh, EastEnders is just my stepping stone. And they're like, yeah, let's involve some pans. And then like next week, it's just going to be the boring, just like flush to and froms and things like that. Because they're bored of the back. job. Yeah, they've, they've realised yeah. what their life is going to be now. Yes. <laughs> this week, I, I feel it's been strong for quite a few reasons. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm taken aback. Oh, okay. Why? What, what do you think? What's, what's changed? Well, do you want to get... Do you want to get into our, our list? We've devised a list. Let's stick don't, to the list. Don't show people the ins and outs of the podcast. It'll make it easier for them to create one that's better than ours. So, number one on your agenda. <laughs> oh, my God. Bad parenting? 
galore this week. Every person with a child either in the shot or a child that they're responsible for was a bad parent this episode. Okay, so let's... Even Linda. Even Linda. How long had she been gone away from Ollie? She walks back in and... Is it Aiden or Adrian? We've had real struggles. <laughs> Aiden. Aiden. It's Aiden. And Aiden has Ollie in his arms. Ollie has not cried. That shows severe detachment disorder. If anyone, if a stranger can pick up your child and he's A-OK with it, then that means that Linda is not spending enough time with that child. Danny, I don't think, has even been in a shot with She's Ollie. She's got a lot on. Why? What is she doing? Just running around I florals. Don't... It's hard to just buy that many different clashing floral prints. She can't spend any time with Ollie. So that was atrocious. And then she drops a plate on the floor. We don't see if it was picked up. So Ollie's probably got glass and porcelain in his feet right now. Everyone was a bad parent. So Linda and Ollie. Then we had Martin, who's going crazy for these children. He My like... question is, uh, why, why did Martin go on a date with the kids? <laughs> This would be a great idea. He brought his parent, his children to the date. Fine, whatever. Okay, that's fine. But then he proceeded to leave them alone multiple times, as if, as if the chav, whose name is Haley Slater, by the way, I picked it up, Haley Slater, as if Haley was his babysitter. I mean, if you don't want them, then leave them with Stacy. In fact, oh yeah. So he was awful. Chachi and Masood, like Chachi's playing like the mother figure to Masood. And she is just, she wants him to get a wife just so that he can have another mother. So she doesn't want to look after him anymore. Someone that can cook, make can him samosas. She's <laughs> like, what, brushing his hair at one stage? <laughs> oh, and then Melon Hunter. That is the ultimate horrendous parenting. Not only is he working, he's taking a day off school to work in a club, but then she says, only weekends and after school. What about never in a club? <laughs> He's 15. Is he 15? Then, I thought he was... Oh my God. He's 15. No, he was, he's 15. It's good casting. He does look like Steve Owen. And I think he's got it in him to go all the way. He could be the next Johnny Allen. I'm appalled by Melon Hunter. At the start, he asks to be more self-sufficient and to be left alone more. But he's only been invited back onto Wolford because he spent so long estranged from his mother because he was kidnapped by his aunt, apparently, who just took him for drives. I honestly thought he was a baby when they talked about him first time. Yes. <laughs> teenager that I'd be like oh what do you want to do today sweetie go for a drive (laughs) I just think come on like no one's at school people are throwing glasses around the place people are intimidating Billy and that's a god given right in Walford if you live in Walford yeah please intimidate Billy that's what he's there for but not not at 15 not at 15 come on do you think the bad parenting needs to happen so later on in life when they're still in the soap at age 25 30 they can look back and they are scarred from what <laughs> happened. And that's why they're such damaged goods. It's setting it up for the future. I just want one quality parent. I just want one. What's wrong with that? Okay, just one person just trying their best. There must be one example of a good parent out there. Email us if you can think of a good parent that came out of Wolford. Who made errors, but was more trying hard than just giving up. That's all I want. Just one parent. We'll leave the email in the description of this podcast. <laughs> what this was all about trying to get me drunk so you go your wicked way with me so the main storyline this week arguably aiden versus mick i feel like it's coming to a head and it's it's not as bad as it was so my my big question is am i supposed to believe 
that Aiden uh, owns some sort of massive empire of bad oh. guys that that circles the world. It goes all the way to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still managing drug deals out of a toilet. Well, I mean, it's it, it's good to be involved. Have you ever seen that show, <laughs> that American show, Undercover Boss? Where <laughs> Is that what Aiden is? Well, a is lot of other... corporations, I think that they really, they get in over their head when the boss, the management just stops being involved in the low level they don't they lose contact with their workers they realize that they don't know what's going on on the ground level and aiden's not doing that he's going into the toilets to make sure that the drug deals are working he's but making about... those phone calls to intimidate people's daughters in australia personally <laughs> to make sure that they're done well he's modeling to his low-level employees this is the way i want it done and don't you slack off because i might be in the toilet next time you go in there <laughs> if you're not there for your eleven thirty drug <laughs> trade i might be there and i might do your job and you best believe how is he making so much money from it he was like he had enough money to give danny an envelope full of 50 well, he's got the albert now and we all we all know how well that's doing so he must just be making <laughs> bank off that also my favorite bit was when uh all the carters went in there uh, to stop a drug deal from happening, even though they knew they shouldn't be doing that. And then Robbie came out because he had another dodgy oh kebab. <laughs> but that was the second time this week he'd said that he had a dodgy kebab. He Is keeps going what... back. He loves them, though. <laughs> he loves them. At this stage, I truly believe that EastEnders keeps Billy and Robbie around to make us feel better about ourselves. It's all about, like, you know, tele- television as an escapism. So you watch TV... To let, you know to escape your life. So yeah, we've got the we've got the drugs happening in the toilets. We're escaping through that way. We've got the love storylines. Will they won't they with Mel and Jack? We've got the good stuff with Bernie learning chess. We're learning with them. And yeah, we've got Robbie and Billy to make us realise that at the end of the day, our lives aren't that bad because we aren't eating dodgy kebabs day after day after day and peeing in an apple juice container. <laughs> Which Jack almost drank. Yeah, he didn't, He opened it and smelled it. And even went to... <laughs> yeah, he, how did he not smell it as he but was... But then just threw it on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to Aiden now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't finish on my Aiden run. You just, you, you, you sneak in and you get away I'm from sorry. Aiden. I want to talk about Aiden. I'm sorry. How does he know where everyone is all the time? So, Keanu comes out the corner shop... Mm-hmm. And Aiden's just walking in with the cane, swinging it, and like waits outside for him. So yeah, how does he know where everyone is? What do you mean? How does he know where everyone is? There's five places they could be. <laughs> it would take him five minutes to wander around. Hmm, where's Keanu? Not in the Vic. Certainly not in school, where he should be. <laughs> so he could either be at the convenience shop or the calf. Hmm, calf's probably too fancy. I'll check the fish and chip shop. Not there. He's in the convenience shop. He's he's located them in five minutes. What are you talking about? Like. <laughs> I just think it's weird that he's walking around with the cane and he just, the way it's done, he just knows where he's going to be. Like, he's psychic. No, it's not that he's psychic. (laughs) It is because they are next door to each other. Well, I want to see the scenes where he walks around. Even if it's in the background, (laughs) you just see him come in. Like, it's an important conversation between Denise and uh, Kim going on. And he comes into the cafe. You just see him in the background. He looks around and goes, oh. Oh, not in here. And he, he waddles out. <laughs> yeah. And there's another shot later on the Vic, and he just pokes his head in, and he goes back out. Yeah, no, I, I truly think that's what's happening. And that's why he's always in the Vic, because he's tired. The last shot on Friday, he was like, I can't possibly come over to the bar. So Mick had to come and bring him his drink, because he's been walking around for hours on end, hoping to run into people. <laughs> and he always runs into them, because they never leave. Do you reckon this is all just a big act? He might just be a bit lonely, and he's just... 
He's walking around. He wants some friends. And he's going the wrong way about it. And... Have you ever heard of those pensioners that, like, the people, like, they'll cold call people and the pensioners will just keep talking to them because they're lonely? Aiden's like that, except he doesn't have a phone. No one ever rings him anymore. Because he keeps threatening people. That's why. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he thinks he'll get himself a cane and a, and a villain hat and he'll just wander around and just hope for the best. So Aiden and Mick had the conflict. Linda rang the police. Good. Good on her. Why aren't we ringing the police? I thought they were going to do this cool thing where they were like, no, it was me. No, it was me. And then he couldn't punish them all. Except that Linda was like, no, I spoke to Roseanne. And it was definitely me. I wanted Shirley and Aiden to fight, actually. Shirley is back. She is on fire. (laughs) I mean, people keep questioning me as to why she's my favourite. But she doesn't take a step back. Like, she was there with the bat. She rocks in with her turtleneck, and you're just like... She was there with the bat when, when Mick was throwing someone else out in the next shot. She was there with the baseball bat. And Mick goes, put it away, mother. <laughs> like, he was embarrassed. Like, he'd forgotten that last week he was swinging that bat around. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do next? His next move. Why has Billy got off the hook? Why has why he not stolen the money? Like, at the moment, I'd say Billy's prime suspect. The money's gone. The money's back with Kira. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. No one's told him that. Oh, you mean why does Aiden not think that Billy's stolen the money while he pisses in an apple juice carton and lives in the club? This is what I mean. It makes him prime suspect. It's suspicious. He's very broke at the moment. <laughs> but if I had, if I stole that money, that's what I would do. I'd go like complete like, oh, I've got nothing, mate. Don't come at me. When it all dies down, I'll be off. Scot free. Where's Billy gone? Oh, he's probably died from the cold living on the streets look at billy though like he just can't manage anything he runs around in mel's dressing gown even aiden someone who's willing to believe that mick carter is able to steal money off him and linda can keep her mouth shut about it like nah, even he thinks not billy happy birthday billy boy <laughs> 50 years 50 years 50 years of failure. <laughs> I found this week there was a lot of innuendos. Innuendo-enders. In, in what way, Abner? What were, what were some of the innuendos? I mean, there's usually a lot of innuendo, but they're very subtle. This week there was two in particular that were quite strong. Do you remember them? I do remember them. So we had Jay drinking in the pub. Quality. Just before another drug deal happens... There's a scene of him having this back and forth. I think it's with Mick. He just says, I know the lines, I've written it down. Um, I've got a stiff that needs embalming. Embalm? Ugh. Jay. You deserved that punch in the face then. I didn't hear that. I don't know. I guess you have to fill the time in between the drug deals. It can't be Aiden waltzing around all the time. It has to be another character making a dirty joke. And then the other big innuendo on Innuendo Enders, it's to do with Jack and uh, Mel and Hunter. So she's talking about the club opening and then she walks away from him. He's just standing outside and under his breath, (laughs) he says, let the phoenix rise. (laughs) Yeah, why did he say that? To himself. (laughs) I know, and Hunter was there looking at him. So Hunter probably goes. And then he wonders why Hunter doesn't really like him as a new daddy figure. If I was Hunter and heard some random Neanderthal-looking man say, Let the phoenix rise. <laughs> about my mother, I'd go, oh. If I was anyone's son and I saw Jack coming my blonde, older woman mother's way. 
I'd be like, Jack is the angel of death for us. We do not need him anywhere near us. Also, do you have a sister? Because he will, he'll have sex with her as well. So Jack, Men and Hunter, that's what we're getting on to now. Mm. Uh, Hunter has now renamed the bar that neither he nor his mother owns. Nope, Sharon's just MIA. She's basically said, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, really invest in this business, but also not care about it. If I was Sharon, I'd get myself down to this club. It's being renamed and run by a 15-year-old who's also breaking glasses whenever they want. I'm sure that's against their licensing agreement as well. Like, if anyone walks in, there's a, there's a raid in the thick. They're going to walk past and see a 15-year-old in a suit behind a bar going, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the E20, mate. I'm not very good in my British accent. But, and they're going to think, mm, should we raid this place as well just quick? And why isn't Aiden getting in on this? A club's so much more of an, a good investment for his cocaine. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. <laughs> My theory on EastEnders right now, I'll tell you. Uh, I think they're doing a soft reboot of EastEnders. <laughs> Except that it's been going on. Do you think EastEnders is the phoenix? Inside the show, as it goes on, they're doing a soft reboot under our noses, and we can't even see it yet, but it's happening. Okay. I'll tell you why. We've got we've got Tiffany, Louise, Hunter, three children of massive characters, right? Hunter is literally Steve Owen. Tiffany is literally Bianca, and Louise. Louise is a combination of every mature woman ever. Yeah. So can you see this happening? Look, look at the teen characters. They're literally um, the exact. There's no effort gone into writing these characters, especially Tiffany. It's like, can we get Bianca back? Oh no, she don't want to be back involved. Can we get Tiffany in, and we can just choose Ginger, right? Yeah, she's just yeah, give her a coat, give her a gold coat, and just give her some old lines of Bianca's. Should we change them? Nah. Even Kathy turns and says, "You're just like your mother." Well, I think that was actually the actress. Who was just like, are you just like Bianca? <laughs> oh, I just want to mention the big Slater return. Little Moe's coming back. Cat's coming back. Hope Alfie doesn't come back. And this has been spearheaded by Haley Slater. <laughs> Who's Haley? Is that is that some sort of... How is she going to be related? It's a new one. She is the cousin of Stacey. Is it Zoe's daughter, do you think? She just looks dirty. Whoever's doing her costuming is doing a cracking job. Because I can't even look at her. What did I say last week, though? That I was enthralled by Stacey and Haley, And the fact that they knew each other, but they didn't know each other. That is some A-grade acting. Every time they were together, I was loving it. I was loving it. It made no sense. What do you mean it makes no sense? Because there's scenes where um, Stacey and Haley are acting together with Martin present. And you're going, oh, yeah. they're doing it for his, his uh, yeah, benefit. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a scene... Oh, with the nails. Yeah, where there's no one else there. But yeah, but they're not inside. They're outside. They need to keep up with people. Who's going to see them? Aiden! <laughs> Again, I don't think you fully comprehend how small this little place is. Martin could be anywhere. Again, no one ever notices him. All we ever see is a brown jacket. So... You, Stacey and Haley understand this and they think we're not going to notice him let's just pretend that we don't know each other unless we're sure that he's but then why why is there that scene where she goes in and goes uh, she reveals herself as her cousin by going 
Don't worry, cuz. Oh, oh, the dialogue hurts me. Cuz. <laughs> no one says cuz. And then Stacy doesn't even want to do it, but she's just going, yeah, I guess so. How does Haley know about this whole situation? Was it Slate is talk. Stacy's obviously uh, obviously said that she needs Martin to just be completely disenfranchised by her and leave. The last thing that I have on my list, the Kim and Denise storyline that literally nobody oh. cares about. And it, no, I don't think even the writers cared about it because it was like such in the background that I just don't, I don't care. I just gave up and I just went and got an Easter egg. It, Easter's not for another month, but I just was eating my Easter egg while watching that. I don't care. Sisters, don't be sisters, don't care. Kim turns on some tension music. Does she just have that lined up? Oh she is. Like, why was that in the play already? She is. Did um, she sit- you know, it would be fun to write for Kim though. It would be fun to write Kim scenes. Because all you would have to do is just write the most outrageous bag of bad stuff. Oh, now cars are checked every 15 minutes. I'm going to get Jekyll cameras in there and all. This is the part of the show. EastEnders, Centerzenders. Your favourite EastEnders-based game show. The of premise of this is simple. I have taken three utterances from cast members this week. And I've bleeped a single word out of their sentence. And this is your job to guess correctly what that word is that's missing. Okay, we ready? So, the first one, here we go. You ready? Yep. You've got door wide open and your arm's going off. I mean, it's the ex-copper in me, but I could never resist. A damsel in distress. Are you locking that in? Yeah. All right, let's go for the answer. Door wide open, the alarm's going off. I mean, it's the ex-copper in me, but I could never resist the damsel in distress. Oh, yeah. well, I'll let you know if you see one. I know, Jeff. Okay, yeah, all right, next one. Come on. No. Excuse me. Come on, don't tell me you ain't never had a code, Bran. Do you have a wipe? <laughs> You're straight on them. <laughs> is, that, is this right as well? Let's find out. Come on. No. Sit down. Excuse me. Got a wet wipe. Come on, don't tell me you ain't never had a code, Bran. Get a wet wipe, yep. I've never heard a woman with <laughs> such an atrocious accent before. And then she snatches it away from her as well. Like, she's asking for a favour and then she just snatches it like it's her God-given right to have <laughs> Don't tell wipe. me you ain't a code, Okay, <laughs> next one. Final one. Final one. Here we go. He's going to know it was someone in here that grasped. Yeah, and so what? Right, because someone had to. After everything we've been to, you no. think he's going to care about Look, I'm protecting us. You should try doing the same. Pipe down, pipe down, we are. You're doing me... You're doing me nothing? You attempt to get three from three. Are you locking in nut? Yeah, Danny Dyer says nut, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ready? Okay, let's here we go. To the answer. He's gonna know it was someone in here that grasped. Yeah, and so what? Right, because someone had to. After everything we've been to, you no. think he's gonna care about Look, I'm that. protecting us. You should protecting try doing us. the same. Pipe right. down, pipe down, we are. You're doing me Swedish. Oh! Just... <laughs> he mixes it up. He's gone for Swede. It's so unfair. You're doing me Sweden. Oh, and then I like the bit at the end where he goes, uh, just shut up, we are. Just, just shut up. It's so unfair. <laughs> So another two got, from three. Oh, I'm 
good. You get too confident. You get too confident. And I throw a curveball in there like that. I knew that one would get you because I thought you'd go for that. (laughs) That Cockney rhyming slang. (laughs) It does you every time. It does. Jenny, he just, he gets me. Anyone listening at home, if you got all three right, send us an email. Tell us. Brag. You get bragging right. Brag about it. Yeah, we'll we'll give you a shout out if you got all three right. Email in description. Of course. Please don't lie to us. <laughs> don't <laughs> lie. You've got three. Be like Dot. She'd never lie. So the hots and the knots then, I guess. But who had a cracker of a week this week, Edna? Uh, I think, again, Shirley. <sighs> Two weeks running. <laughs> uh, Mick wasn't bad either. But I think Shirley absolutely killed it going yeah. after Aiden. Yeah, true. She was ready. In her little, little uh, turtleneck. And all Happy black days. as well. Watching her stand by Linda. Is she a villain? She can never be a villain. But she's wearing all black. Is she an anti-hero? But she doesn't have... Yes. <laughs> she's like Deadpool. The knots. Who's not hot? Well, Masood got, you know... The the widow, surprisingly, didn't even want to meet him. <laughs> I mean, her husband has recently died and she didn't even want to meet Masood. Billy. Always Billy. I mean, he, <laughs> he was living in the he's club. He's constantly down his luck. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a hard time. So that's heavy days. Yeah, I'd go Billy. It's been a hard week for... Who's not been I mean, I, I think a shout out would go to Hayley just because she is horrendous oh. as an actor. Or is she? She might be a really good actor because I don't know anyone that could put off that dialect like she does. Go there, go there, yeah. Go there, Why is she not finishing her sentences properly? Why is she, uh. Yeah! <laughs> Everything ends like that. I've seen Apollo 13, it don't mean I can fly to the moon. Just do what they tell you. Oh. So I've accidentally stumbled across one oh. article. Abner, no. I know, but we'll have to talk about it. We have to talk oh, about it. What's going to happen? Basically, Mel is going to wade in Ugh. on the whole Aiden situation. Oh. So it's going to be Mel and Danny, or Mel and Mick. And she gives Mick a number. Her number? Of... No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Th- this is where I'm, I'm kind of going, oh, this is going to be outrageous now. She gives him a number for a hitman. Oh. And there's a big dilemma. Is it Kush? Over... Is Billy supplying the hitman as well? <laughs> so, Danny is in a dilemma, or Mick is in a dilemma, even, yes, of should Danny. he or should he not <laughs> ring the hitman. Is this happening for the whole week then? I don't know how long this is going on. I think oh. it's in Tuesday's episode this goes down, okay. and then it falls upon Linda to kind of say, We've got to do it. And there's going to be a meeting between Mick and the Hitman where the Hitman asks if this is what Mick actually wants. God, I don't care about Aiden, though. Like, I, tr- I really struggle to watch his scenes now. Like... I mean, I like, the, I like the fact that it's bringing Danny, Mick. I like the fact it's bringing Mick into the <laughs> foreground. I don't know why they pretend that it's, his name's Mick Carter. He may as well be Danny Dyer. Like, he I... is playing Danny yes. Dyer. Like, I guarantee you, the only... Like, they have about four hours of shots that they can't use because he doesn't respond to Mick. And they're like, Danny. <laughs> Just wandering around. <laughs> Waiting for his And call. everyone's like looking awkwardly at each other. And they go, Danny, this is acting. Danny, We're acting Danny, now. remember your Mick. Your Mick. Can we all just change our name to Danny? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit late for that now, Mick. Well, can we do a storyline where Mick changes his name? Goes... Goes to the, the bureau and changes his name <laughs> to, to Danny. Danny. <laughs> Him 
waiting for half an hour in a line in some sort of bureaucratic office. I would watch that for <laughs> hours rather than any scene with Martin. Should we give a shout out? Yeah, let's shout out to Steve. Thank you, Steve. We received your email. We have taken on board your great thoughts. And we also showed a lot of people who told us that this dream was never going to be a reality. So you really helped me throw it in a lot of people's faces. <laughs> that people do listen to EastEnders podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You if you're not, if you don't directly know Abnor or myself, thank you for listening. <laughs> because you don't owe us anything, and yet you're still doing it, so it's nice. Right, so that's all we've got time for this week. Yep. On Bill with It, an EastEnders podcast. If you've got any comments, uh, leave us a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you've downloaded it via iTunes, just find our little email in the description and give us an email in. Alright, so until next week. Okay, bye, I love you. See you later. Don't 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 don't. Hey, 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 hey,